0: Thank you for tuning into the podcast of Life Church in Perry, Georgia. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Tim McLaughlin here with Life Church. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Hope these are a blessing to you. I want to begin to talk to you about some things and we'll we'll see how long this goes, but uh we just finished up about a week ago. 21 days of prayer and fasting there were several in the church that fasted Uh, my wife and i fasted for 21 days and and prayed together and prayed separately and prayed here at the church Uh, we we actually told the church congregation that we were going to pray for the month of january but we had such a great group showing up, and man, God was showing up, and it was just a, just a powerful time of prayer that we have continued. Uh, decided to continue on with our, our uh, time of prayer every morning from 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh, right here at the church. So hey, if you're listening and, and you're around uh, 100 Todd Road here in Perry, Georgia on uh, Monday through Thursday... 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. Please stop by and, and just come on in in the sanctuary and we're up. We're just seeking the Lord. I, I believe that now more than ever, we need to be a people of prayer. Um, I, I've said this many, many times before, but you know, every great revival, every great awakening, every major move of God in biblical times as, as well as in the church age, uh, it all started in prayer. If you go back and look at all of the great revivals, go back to the 1700s, the 1800s, the 1900s, and you look at those move of God, you look at the Brownsville revival, it started with prayer. Azusa Street was was a prayer meeting more than anything else if you go back and you read the history of it. We need to be a people of prayer. Prayer is one of the most mentioned things in the Bible. 392 times it says prayer in the bible we need to pray prayer is one of the most talked about things in the church but it's one of the things that is least done we talk about prayer, we talk about the need for prayer, but, but how many people actually spend time in prayer? The pastor prays from the podium and, and and maybe most people will close their eyes and they'll bow their heads, but how often do they pray? Or, or maybe they'll, they'll, they'll pray for a minute there at church or maybe even come to an altar for a time, but do they pray at home? Do they seek after God? Do they spend time with God in prayer? See, God desires us to be a people of prayer. And now more than any time, we need to call upon God for our lives as individuals, for our families, for our community, for our nation as a whole, and for this planet. Listen, we we need a move of God. Listen, this, this COVID thing, if it's not taught us anything else, we need to understand. This is a global pandemic. It's not, a, it's not a, a Georgia thing. It's not a Southern thing. It's not a, a United States thing. It's a global thing. And if we don't pray for, for every... I think there's like 8 billion people in the United States right now. Or I'm sorry, in the world. 8 billion people in the world right now. If we don't become a people of prayer, if we don't begin to see God and pray for people to get saved, pray for people to get healed, pray for people to get moved by the power of God, Man, this this world is 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 crumbling. The Bible says that that the whole earth groans, and we see that taking place right now in the world that we live in. Go with me to Second Chronicles chapter seven. Very familiar passage for some of you, uh, but but I want to really show you some things in this that that I hope will open your eyes to some things uh, regarding being a people of prayer. Second Chronicles chapter seven. Beginning in verse number 12 it says then the lord appeared to solomon by night and said to him i have heard your prayer and i have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice when i shut up heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among the people verse 14 if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek My face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will hear their land. Now My eyes will be opened and My ears attentive to the prayer made in this place. Listen, God says He heard the prayer of King Solomon. And He says, If My people will pray, Not when, but if God is talking to believers. Now these weren't Christians. This is Old Testament. Uh, Christ was being prophesied of. But these are believers. These are are the Hebrews. These are the children of Israel. These are the people of God. These are the followers of Yahweh. These are the people that that, that God says, I've created My people. He he brought them out of Egypt. He gave them the promised land. He helped them conquer Canaan. He he gave them all of these lands. He established them. He gave them a kingdom and he says these are my people if the people that are called by my name followers of God the one true God if they would humble themselves if they will pray if they will seek my face then I will hear from heaven Listen, I think God is saying the same thing to us today in 2022 that God was saying to the children of Israel back then, if my people would pray, if my people would just seek my face. It's been 505 years since the Great Reformation. The Great Reformation when Martin Luther Hung his ninety-five Thesis to the Catholic on the Catholic Church doors in Wittenberg. I was uh, I was designing a booklet. Uh, I am designing a booklet uh, to give to new believers when people come to our church and people get saved. And and as I was designing it, it I was using a sermon that I had preached years and years ago. Uh, and I was talking about Martin Luther and in this booklet, and I gave it to my youth pastor and I asked the youth pastor. I said. Hey, read this proof it, see what you think. And he came back. He said, Pastor Timmy he said, this is great stuff. He says, but you really need to dumb it down. And, and I understand what he's talking about. But he's he was asking some questions, and you know, we need to understand our church history. We need to understand uh, some things about not just biblical times, but 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 I mean, that's the most important. But things about the church age, about the times that we're living in, and, and Martin Luther, the great reformer. He's, he's one of those that we really need to understand the importance of all that he did. See, we need to understand that Martin Luther changed Christianity as we know it. Not because of his thesis necessarily. That was just the result of his prayer. Martin Luther changed Christianity because Martin Luther was a man of prayer. Martin Luther said this, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Man, that is a powerful statement. To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. You can't live if you don't breathe. How can you call yourself a Christian, a child of God, if you don't spend time with Him in prayer? How can we we call ourselves Christians if we don't spend time with Christ? How can we blame God for things but we don't spend time asking Him or hearing from Him? The great author, E.M. Bounds, said, Four things let us ever keep in mind God hears prayer, God heeds prayer, God answers prayer and God delivers by prayer. That is powerful. How many of us can say we want God to hear us? We want God to answer us. We want God to deliver us. We need to be a people of prayer. Let me share with you today three things that it takes to be a people of prayer. Number one, to be a people of prayer, we need to understand prayer takes commitment. Prayer takes commitment. Things will always try to take our time away from prayer. Sometimes we don't know what to ask for or how to ask in prayer, but we just need to do it. Listen, there are so many things that people do and they'll make excuses for not praying listen I, i i'm just as guilty if i'm not careful if i it's easy to sleep in and say well i was running late and i couldn't pray or or you know you spend time on twitter or you spend time on facebook or you spend time on instagram or you spend time uh uh watching all your favorite shows and and watching all these sporting events and you'll 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 spend time doing all these things and yet you won't make time for prayer. Prayer takes commitment. The Bible says in Luke chapter 18 verses one through eight says then he, Jesus, spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying, There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in the city, and she came to him saying, Get justice for me for my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said, and shall God not avenge His own elect who cry out day and night to Him? Though He bears long with them, I tell you that He will avenge them speedily, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, he will really find, will he really find faith on the earth? Man, gosh, this is so, this is so much. Verse seven, it says, And shall God not avenge his own elect? This is talking about Christians, those that follow after Christ. Shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him? Listen, if we would pray, if we would make a commitment to God, if we would take time to ask God to hear from heaven, to read His Word, take time to be people of prayer, He promises us that He will avenge us. And then this last statement, He says this in verse number 8, When the Son of Man comes talking about His return, talking about when Jesus comes back to take His church home. He says, will He really find faith on the earth? See, prayer takes a commitment to not only walk with God, not only talk with God, but spending time and getting to know our God. If our prayer lines up with the Word of God, then we should not only have uh, have any problem reminding God of His Word and how it applies to our situation. Let me say that again. If, if If our prayer will line up with the Word of God, we should not have any problem reminding God of that Word and how it applies to our situation. I, I was talking to a lady today, this very day that I'm recording this podcast. I was talking to a young lady who was a student in the program that I used to run. And, and then then she was also a staff member. And so I called just to check on her because the Lord had laid her on my heart. And so when I called and and we were talking about some things, and she said, she she said, Pastor, she said, would you pray for my son? And I said, Absolutely. And and we prayed. And 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 when we got done praying, she said, Pastor, she said, I miss hearing you pray. And I said, sis, why, why would you say that? I appreciate it, but why would you say it?" She said, because you always pray the Word. Listen, I don't have every Scripture memorized, but I can tell you this. When you, when you know the Word of God and you pray the Word of God, it will impact how, how we how we feel, but it will impact how the Kingdom of Heaven responds. Ian e. Bounds also said this. Prayer is not to change God, but for God to change us. See, we go to prayer thinking that we're going to change God. God is unchangeable. But when we go to prayer and we remind God of His Word, it changes us. A commitment to the Word and prayer is a commitment to transformation. When we make a commitment to seek after God, when we make a commitment to read His Word, when we make a commitment to to pray and to fast, that's a commitment to be transformed when God responds. Again, Luke 18.80 says, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will He really find faith on the earth? See, not only does prayer take commitment, Prayer takes faith. Number two, prayer takes faith. I've taught the last couple of weeks in the podcast about faith. Prayer takes faith. James chapter 1, verse 5 through 8 says If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. See, praying to God, we have to not, not... praying to a god we have not seen praying to a god we have not touched praying to a god that that, that, that we just know his word if we believe that he is god then we should believe that what we ask of him will be answered that takes faith the bible says in mark chapter 11 verse 24 therefore i say to you whatever things you ask when you pray believe that you receive them and you will have them. See, if I am in need, I don't need to continually pray, Lord, please give me. Lord, please heal me. Lord, please hear me. I need to ask God during my time of prayer to do these things then i need to change my prayer from that point on to lord thank you i receive that blessing i receive that healing i receive the fact that you are hearing my prayer i thank you lord god that you heard me and that you are answering listen i'm not one of these that think that 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 if you ask again It's a lack of faith. But I think sometimes we need to change how we go to God. Lord, I have a need for healing in my life. If I've asked God to heal me, then I should go back the next time and I should thank God that He's healed me. Well, pastor, I don't feel like I'm healed. I'm not moved by how you feel. I'm moved by what the Word of God says. And the Word of God says that by His stripes, we are Healed. So if the Word of God says, I am healed, I'm not moved by how I feel. I'm moved by what He says. And He says, I am healed. So I begin to confess and thank God for what He did on the cross that He healed my body. I'm thanking God. I don't believe in God when He answers my prayers. I believe in God because He has answered my prayer. He knew before I asked what I had need of. He wanted me to ask. He wanted me to seek. He wanted me to spend time with Him. And when I do, I can thank Him that He has already responded. Daniel prayed. And for 21 days, he didn't get the response. But he began to thank God. He knew God was going to answer. And the the, uh, angel Gabriel showed up and he said, Daniel, from the first time that you prayed, your prayer has been heard. I go to God because I have faith that He is. We've talked about this for the last two weeks. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith it's impossible to please Him, for he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. I know that God is, and that's why I seek Him. If I didn't believe in God, I wouldn't seek Him. I wouldn't pray, but because I believe He is God, I do seek Him. I do knock. I do pray. I do believe, and I thank Him for it. See, when we trust God, we will take every need, every desire, every situation to Him in prayer. James goes on to say right here in James chapter 5, in verse 15, he says, And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed any sins, he will be forgiven. See, the prayer of faith, the prayer of faith saves. The prayer of faith heals. The prayer of faith raises up. The prayer of faith will be will let people be forgiven for their sins. But we need to pray in faith. Faith is trusting in God. Faith is, 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 is knowing that God hears us. Faith is understanding that God Cares, and we believe that every promise in the Word of God is yes and amen to Christ Jesus. But you must believe. Not only is prayer a commitment, and not only does prayer take faith, but number three, prayer takes humility. Prayer takes humility. Listen to this Luke chapter 18, verse 9 through 14. Also, he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like the other man. Extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector... I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you this, that man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. But he who humbles himself will be exalted. See, a person of pride will not ask God and will not go to God because they don't think they need to. They're overwhelmed with pride and they think they have it all together. They think that they can manage everything. A prideful person believes that they have it all worked out and they don't have need. A prideful person will never have a place in the kingdom of God remember the bible says in 2nd chronicles 7 14 if my people who are called by name will humble themselves and pray humble yourself rather than striving for recognition and influential positions seek to put others first cultivate humility For it does not come naturally. One of the many paradoxes of the Christian life is is that when, when God sees your genuine humility, He exalts you. Listen, when we are truly humbled, God will exalt us. But when we exalt ourselves, that's pride. That's pride. Jesus was the ultimate example of humility. In John 13, He washed... His disciples' feet. God, King of kings, Lord of lords, Jesus, Son of God, God incarnate on the earth, washed the dirty feet of His disciples, knowing that one of them would betray Him, knowing that one of them would deny Him, knowing that they would all scatter, and yet He humbled Himself and washed their feet. When we come to God, we acknowledge we are weak, and that He is strong. When we come to God, we understand without Him we can do nothing, but with Him we can do all things. The Bible says in Matthew twenty-three, twelve: whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Let me just tell you, friends, we're living in the last of the last days. There are wars and there are rumors of wars. There are diseases and viruses that are spreading across the continents and the oceans. We have loved ones that have been lost in their sin and those that have lost this battle, uh, this, this, this virus, this COVID. There, there, there have been people that have been uh, killed because of the violence that has taken place in the streets. We have a nation that is in peril right now and more than ever we need to pray 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 through 4 it says therefore i exhort first of all that supplications prayers intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men for kings and all who are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. We need to be a people of prayer. Pray for those in authority. Pray for those that are sick. Pray for those that are lost. Pray for all men. We need to be a people that pray. Not a people that talks about prayer, but a people that actually do it. Let's not be people of if, but a people of when. Make a commitment to pray. Pray in faith. Approach God in humility and with boldness knowing that He hears you and He wants to forgive you of your sins. He wants to restore you of all that the enemy has taken away from you. And He wants to bless you and your loved ones. He just is looking for people that will pray, that will believe, that they will humble themselves and understand they don't have it in control, but He is the God of all control. Father, I thank You again for the opportunity to do these podcasts. I thank You, Father, for the Word of God, for the promises of God, for the presence of our God. May we spend time with You, seeking Your face in all ways. Lord, I just pray that You bless each and every one that's listening. If there's one that does not know You as Lord and Savior, may today be the day of salvation. And for those of us that are born again, for those that know You, may we become a people committed to prayer. A people full of faith, full of the Holy Ghost, and not full of pride. Lord, help us to pray for our church, for our community, for our nation, and for our world. Father, we thank You, Lord, for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. If you don't have a home church, we would love for you to come and visit us here at Life Church in Perry, Georgia. 100 Todd Road, right here in Perry. If we can be of any help to you whatsoever, please reach out to us. Visit us on Facebook. Go to our website at lifechurchga.com or you can even email me, Tim at lifechurchga.com God bless you. We hope to hear from you soon. Have a great week.